This episode may be triggering, as it contains descriptions of people's near-death experiences. These are unique stories from folks' individual experiences, and we have no intention of romanticizing or glorifying death. If you are feeling suicidal, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK or text CONNECT to 741-741. Spooky shit. Wow, your enunciation me- classes are really paying <laughs> off. Let me take that again. Welcome yeah. to spooky shit. I'm Hope. I liked the first one. I'm Hope. Hop. I'm Hop. And this is Brondy. And that's Brondy. And we are today, we are talking about death. We are talking about nearly death. Because death is um death is what we fear. Like humans are Death is the pretty much the main anxiety. I mean, for let's humans. get let's get to it. Are you afraid of death, Hope? Um. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you know. What deeply, about you? Deeply, horribly fearful of death. Yeah, of course. Because, like, what is your what? Are you, what do you want to do besides stay alive? Like, there's why? Not, as far as I know, as far as I can confirm, there's nothing else. Yeah, with, I mean, we we don't have any evidence that there's anything else with my sight, with my sounds. Do we? But do we have other evidence? Maybe we'll find out today. Today we're talking about near-death experiences. Have That's you died? Right. Have you almost died? Have I died? Have I? Have I almost have you died? Almost died? No, I'm pretty um, alive. Okay, and been alive. Have you almost died? Um, I think maybe. I mean, the closest I've gotten to is I was at Horseneck Beach, and Horseneck Beach what? is <laughs> a beach that is in Massachusetts, and it has really bad rip currents. Nice. Um, so I was in there. Yeah. And I was in the rip current. You were in the horse neck. Yeah, I was a I was a baby, and I got well. I wasn't a real baby. I was like what, like seven, and probably should have had a chaperone. Probably. And then I got ripped up, and I got whipped <laughs> whipped around, and my head hit the rocks a bunch of times. Oh shit! Yeah. And under uh, the water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was really scary, and I felt like I couldn't breathe, and. I, when I got out of there, I was like, oh, shit, I almost died. Did you black out down there? And I remember hitting my head against the rocks multiple you were... times. And I remember, um, like, not being able to breathe. Shit. So I think I experienced it. Yeah. I think you, you were there for the whole... The whole situation. The, yeah. whole, the whole neck. But I... but I The whole horse neck experience. <laughs> Don't go to horse neck beach. No. Don't bring your children unsupervised to horse neck beach. Don't get ripped in a current. No. It's not... It's not a. It, it, the name says it all. Mm. You don't need to go there. Yeah. Um, but what were yeah, you, what were you feeling? What you're experiencing? Did you see any angels? Do you have no. any conversation with bright lights? Any no. any scenes of the seven year old life you had led? No terror, just terror. No, <laughs> yeah. no, um, no beautiful shining things. No one standing at the pearly gates. Mm, no assessing my sins or anything like that. Mm. So, well, you died in a previous life. What well, we all died in a previous life. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah, um, but you wow. know that's 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 away from me. All I have is the residual fear, and so yeah. I think that the only thing we can glean from our very important, very integral experience, the center mm-hmm. of this research, our experience, is that um, scary, scary. Yeah, death is all, scary. D- that's all we could really all, take from all it. of our. If we think about it, all of our episodes are about death. We talk about vampires. That's death. That's death. We talk about murder. That's death. That's death. <laughs> we talk about ghosts that's death yeah aliens but what if what if you 
almost died. Almost. But Nearly. you didn't. Barely. So some people have these, I don't know if you've heard of them, mm. near-death experiences. Oh, you you talk about NDEs? NDEs. If you're listening to this podcast, you haven't heard of near-death experiences, you need to watch a couple documentaries about them because I'm sure you would be interested. Yeah. But let me just to give you no, the no, rundown. No, no, no. Don't, don't take them. To, don't send them to other oh, content. Shit. Oh, shit. It's this content. <laughs> oh, fuck. Just listen to this again. Sorry, we're trying. Yeah, listen to it before we over. made it and after we made it. I just think they know. The, pulling pulling the veil back. We did already record this episode like three months ago. I thought we weren't going to talk about that. No. I'm just talking about the fact that like, oh my god, we almost. It's but then in the middle of recording, we almost died. It was a, it was a near death episode for yeah. sure. And but we're bringing it back. We're resuscitating it. Yeah. Um, but, tell me, tell me about them. Yeah, let me tell you. Let me let me tell you more about near death experiences than the all all that I've already told you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is defined as a a near death experience as a profound personal experience associated with death or impending death, which researchers claim share similar characteristics. So, basically, like people who almost die and come back sometimes see the same things, which is mm. crazy, yeah, out of control. Like, how common is this sort of situation? It seems like it's it not. should be pretty rare. It's extremely rare. And yeah. there's um, the cases that we have are like anecdotal. Yeah. Um, I mean, how else? What yeah. else? You're not going to like, yeah it's, yeah, it's kind of like one of those beyond science things. But we got researchers. We got researchers. But there, I mean, there's a whole there's a whole world about this. So, mm. um, yeah. So some of the some of the elements that you feel like when you are having this near-death experience like you get into a car crash you almost die whatever mm-hmm. any any kind of death you can think of that you can come back you from. get riptided you get riptided for real though mm. um you have this sense of awareness of being dead like you're like like a lucid dream you know you're dreaming uh, okay but you know you're dead and you're like oh <laughs> dang shit. it um you also, a lot of folks feel a sense of peace, well-being, no pain, oh. positive emotions, but and you and you feel outside the world. Okay, so not ah shit, more like okay. Yeah, 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 for sure. But you, but at the, it's a very serene like I am dead, mm. and there is no pain, kind mm. of thing. And you're also a lot of times people, and this is very this varying reports on this, but mm. you are out of your body. So okay, you like can watch uh, the EMTs give you you know cpr cpr forgot Mm. what that was called um and there's also a a very common experience of being in some sort of tunnel or going like up a passageway towards a light which is why we have like that phrase um but this is depicted in media a lot so Mm -hmm. like if you ever see like a, a death scene like um in Porco Rosso, it's all airplanes that are up there yeah. in the in the tunnel of light. Going to the light. That are going to the light that are dying airplanes. Um, Sometimes it's rent and you're going to a light. And Angel says, turn <gasps> around, baby. Turn around, baby. Listen to that boy song. <laughs> How many people do you think have seen rent? Um, <laughs> just you and me. Um, <laughs> it's about you and me right now. Here's, a, here's, a, here's an interesting idea, though, because it's in so many movies, so many books or whatever. The tunnel, the light, the flashing yeah. before your eyes. Uh, is that because people have seen the movies or the movies because people had seen them in their near deaths also question wow i gotta think about that there's also you see seeing like beings of light or people dressed ooh, in white so ooh. So, so like but it, it depends on where you live because in the in the u.s uh where 
it's like almost 50% of the population believes in angels, which we should talk about, by Let's the way. Let's talk about angels. Um, they will, they'll see angels a lot of the time. Like, like straight up with wings? Yes. Or sometimes they're just in white robes. Okay. Um, but people like who live somewhere else, for example, people who are Hindu sometimes would see them as like messengers, like the god of messengers of the god of death. You know, like different mm-hmm. cultural contexts. So, but are they all like sparkly robed people? Kind of, yeah, yeah. But you also sometimes see your your family members. Sometimes you see angel. You see angel. Sometimes you see like dad. Sometimes mm-hmm. you see grandpa. Hmm. Um. I wonder if anyone ever sees their dead dogs. Oh my god! I yeah, would all love. dogs go to heaven. All dogs go to heaven. Uh, I think the main reason. Uh, aside here i think the main reason my sister danny is um a non-believer in the christian faith mm-hmm. we were raised as such is because uh one day at sunday school one of the moms told her that uh, all dogs go to hell so what the fuck kind of like <laughs> indoctrination dogs tactic <laughs> dogs don't have souls is what she told a child and i was like that's a that's a great way to get someone to be an atheist real early yeah that's like the the best way i think there's a special pocket dimension special heaven just for dogs that we get to visit okay and hang out in i just i feel like i would always be there though like why can't they just be part of my heaven well some dogs like are no touch well that's do you think they'd be no touch in heaven i think they would have all their problems i think chihuahuas that had traumas in their lives Mm -hmm. and would only be allowed to be touched by one human woman who rescued them from the shelter your mom my mom like they would uh they would be over those traumas so all dogs in heaven are touch you can hang out with all of them i mean respect their boundaries of course of course well they have their their own tiny mansions in god's neighborhood oh my god let me go in there okay here's what else happens yes please <laughs> with your near-death experience so sometimes you receive a life review which is seeing one's life flash before one's eyes a classic um a lot of times people have to make a decision to return to their body. Ooh, tough. Yeah. yeah. Um, and a lot of times people feel this sort of reluctance to return. Mm. Um, so and then and then there's a sudden like whoosh, you're back in your body. Yeah. Moment. So um, when people have these experiences, which are extremely rare, um, they experience huge changes in their personality and outlook on life which is part of the reason why they're they're studied more mm-hmm. than anything it's because people come back and they're like oh my fucking god things yeah. are different um so there's a some of the changes are like more of an appreciation for life makes sense sure higher self-esteem greater compassion for others oh, love that uh less concern concern for acquiring material wealth um heightened sense of purpose self-understanding desire to learn elevated spirituality because you did just see angels you did just see something so and then um greater concern for the planet love that mm. and feeling of being more intuitive like being able to see you're in touch beyond with the, you got some energy yeah you're like a psychic now because That's, of this it's very cool i feel like this would benefit most people but maybe um, that's also just like confronting mortality well there's there's negatives too there's downsides All so right. It can it can cause a lot of like psychosocial, so it's like hard to mm. um, mesh with your peers after you have an experience like this, and psycho spiritual problems, like you you question things you've learned that didn't mesh with your experience you had when you were dying. Yeah, were they angels up there? Were they messengers? Would I rather hang out with them than my dumb non glowing friends? Yeah, and like 
what matters and what doesn't matter and like the right. thing, the rules you've been taught in maybe your spiritual world or maybe not true um, or they are, you know, like mm-hmm. you have that. There's sort of a crisis of um, faith. But some other like more negative effects are folks sometimes come out having heightened sensitivity to light and sound Ooh. and certain chemicals. Um that becoming more caring and generous thing can sometimes be to a fault, like giving away your money because mm. it's hard to have a grasp on how material wealth yeah. matters at all, which honestly is happening to me too. So sure. I get it. Yeah. Um, having trouble, yeah, with, with timekeeping because you're like, what's time? What, Finances. Everything is nothing. Yeah, exactly. Um, unconditional love for everyone. So people take advantage of you. Mm. Um and having uh, the the weirdest one is having a strange influence on electrical equipment. Oh, so there there was a tell com- me more. <laughs> no, what? There, there was a conference of uh, near death experiencers um, that had like a lot. They were all like in the same room, and the uh, the hotel's computer system went down, and uh, you know it was four hundred experiencers in a room. And the the leader was like, well, you put all these experiencers in a hotel together. Something's going to happen. You know, <laughs> we're we're on that universe stream. We're on that universe. Good, good strain. OG, just straight raw dogging or er, reality, re- not reality, like ultra Ul- re- beyond reality. Past, past reality. Past re- reality is nothing. They're on. They're on tunnel vision. They're in the tunnel. Mm-hmm. They're, they've been and in the tunnel. Computer, they know about the tunnel. The computer is getting wrecked on the way in. Yeah, we cannot have computers in heaven. <laughs> That's actually very sad for me. Well, you know, maybe you don't need it. Maybe your mind is TikTok. I can't even imagine that. Oh wait, yes, I can. You did it. Okay. Um. So, <laughs> one of the most famous near-death experience stories is from the from 1977. Um. This sort of research became more of a thing in the 70s, but so did, like, mm. psychiatry, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, modern and also psychiatry. Like drugs. Yeah, 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 like psychological drugs, yeah. that And, you, you know, like, just, like, not, like, poking out people's frontal lobes to make them not gay, you know? Like, yeah. we started talking about, like... And flared jeans. And flared jeans. Um, so with flared jeans came modern uh, psychological <laughs> science. And um, the one of the, the most celebrated story is that of someone who's named Maria, that might not be her real name, mm. who was a migrant worker who had a near-death experience during a cardiac arrest at a hospital in Seattle. Um, and she talked to her caseworker after having that cardiac arrest and surviving that the doctors were that while the doctors were resuscitating her she found herself floating outside the hospital building Mm. and saw a tennis shoe on a third floor window ledge which she described in some detail so the social worker goes to the window that maria had indicated and not only found the shoe Uh. but said that the way it was placed meant there was no way maria could have seen all the details she described from inside her hotel room Mm, she was outside. She saw that shoe outside. She was in the sky, baby. It, where was she going? Where was she going? She's just going up, 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 up. Yeah. Okay. Um, unfortunately, Maria, they lost track of her. She was a migrant worker. She went somewhere else. She was like, peace, motherfuckers. Can't track me. Yeah. And she was like, I'm freaked out by the shoe thing. I'm going to go. Anyway, respect. Another really like 
huge story is that of like uh, the most famous story, I guess, is that mm. of Pam Reynolds, who was a singer songwriter in the 80s and 90s. So love. this is what I know her from. I don't know her. I don't know her work. Yeah. Um, we love Pam, though. So we love Pam. She love recorded. Pam. She wrote a book about this. Oh, know? did she write a song about this? Probably all her songs are about this. How could you not? How could you not? Um, so in 1991, Reynolds was 35. She underwent surgery to remove like a huge aneurysm at the base of her brain. Um, her surgeon was like, this might burst and kill you. Like it was a very risky oh, surgery. Shit. Um, Could you imagine a, sur- <laughs> a surgeon just like leaning down while you're on the table? Like <laughs> while you're on the table. <laughs> hey, Pam. By the way, your brain might burst and kill you, but like if it doesn't, <laughs> see you in seven hours. Well, Pam was rich and famous, so yeah. her surgeon decided to give her this radical treatment um, that was called hypothermic cardiac arrest. So basically chilled her body to 60 degrees um, to stop her heart and drain the blood from her head, which, by the way, I don't know. I worked at a hospital for a couple of years. I feel like they don't do this That's anymore. some science fiction shit right yeah, there. Yeah, like, I just really haven't heard about they this. They blast her into space after so she can make it to Mars? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and damn. Without aging? Yeah. yeah. Um, That's I, cool as hell, but also uh, it seems highly illegal and dangerous. I don't think it was illegal. I think it was just, like, cutting-edge science that we have. It was just, have. like, the 90s, and everyone was like, whoa. But I just feel like, I don't know. I'm not a scientist, but I feel like it was dropped, maybe. Um, (laughs) You would know. uh, You're the closest person I know to a doctor. That's fucked up. Um, So the cooling was supposed to prevent her cells from dying while deprived of oxygen. Sure. Mm -hmm. Um, So she was, like, just frozen dead for a bit. mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a very risky surgery. So she's like, okay. (laughs) Um, And, like, when the doctors would restart her heart and warm her body up, she would be, like, rebooted um yikes man yeah i mean it's insane I've, I've never heard of anything like that in like modern science but except for this um to but to make like okay so i'm gonna set up how we know this okay. was a death experience okay. so to make absolutely sure that reynolds brain was completely inactive during the operation the medical team put small speakers into her ears that played rapid continuous clicks at 100 decibels which is horrible. Very loud. That's uh, the equivalent to like a lawnmower or a jackhammer directly in your ears. At- Ugh, this is like the 90s. Couldn't they have Toxic by Britney Spears going? <laughs> no. No. It had to be. Just Don't really do that loud to our listeners ears. right now, please. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, and then so be- it's because if if any part of her mind was working, that horrible noise would show up as electrical signals in her brainstem, which they were monitoring. Mm, yeah. Can't um, have that. So, like, after <clears throat> after they put her out cold, they after they put her on ice, the, um, the machine she was attached to said she wasn't having those electrical signals in her brain. They were sending out the t-t-t-t-t-t-s. Her brain was da-dead. It was da-dead. Um, yet after, so she was bre- dead in brain and body. Yeah, after the surgery, she reported having a powerful near-death experience, including an out-of-body experience, and accurately recalled several details about what was going on in the operating room, such as the shape of the bone saw used on her skull. Fuck. Uh. Fuck. Fuck. Um, Snatches of conversations between the medical staff and the staff listening to, which she thought was very inappropriate, Hotel California. Oh. Because, you know, you can check out any time, but you can't leave. That's very inappropriate. That's very inappropriate. They should have been listening to Toxic by Britney Spears. But no, 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 no. Earth's greatest song. Yeah. Um, 
So she... And she was right? <sighs> Let me tell you more. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they... None of her... Um, it's Some of these, these like, vision, visions she recounted. Like, she's like, okay, this is when they were you know, sawing into my skull with this this saw. Mm-hmm. That was happening while she was showing no brain. Yeah. Zero, zero brain. Yeah. Flatline brain. Um, and so she, so everyone was, you know, we're very confused about how she saw this. Um, and there's a, uh, there's, there's several people who are like, well, she might have caught like, snatches of conversation and sort of like maybe built a conversation in her brain but um it's since this this particular surgery was so monitored it it does it doesn't leave too much breathing room to say that she 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 saw things while her brain was dead yeah that were happening and it did happen like well she's this is the thing she's the 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 bone saw is the correct size and shape and the hotel california was playing at the time that she was brain dead Mm. like it it made a lot of sense and she she was floating above yeah and like even if you were having some weird dream like before you went completely under Mm -hmm. about like them sawing your head or something there's no way she would have known it was Hotel California. I know. Yeah. I, I mean, like I don't that's know. not even relevant. It could have been literally any song in the world. Yeah. So I mean, like skeptics are say say like, okay, the bone saw she could have guessed from how it felt against her head when she was still her still had brain waves. But she didn't have brain waves. Well, there was like a point where there was the saw, and she had brain waves. So. You know, this is all, it's all very, it's all very kind of messy. Yeah. Um, she could have heard snatches of conversation, but I think, yeah, the, the, she might have like made false memories, which is something I'm also very interested in. False mm-hmm. memories. Mm-hmm. I really happen, yeah. false mm-hmm. memories. But, um, yeah, I mean, her case is pretty convincing. She wrote yeah. a book about this and there's a, there's a whole like, there's many, many articles in the Journal of Near-Death Studies that are about her case. Yeah. Where people are talking about how it couldn't have happened and how it could have. And basically, it's like imperfect data. And we mm-hmm. can't really come to a decision about it. But, but it's like very compelling because there's actual evidence that her brain was not on. Yeah. Because they did this weird experimental science experiment on her. Yeah. That we don't do. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a... It's pretty crazy. And like the, the reason why there aren't like near more near death experiences is because you're not if you're having a heart attack, it's a very stressful moment. And every no one is like trying. We're just trying to keep you alive. Well, we, yeah. And, and most people die when they die. A lot of people die. Yeah. Most people die. If you come back, it's like you can describe your experience. But the EMTs will be like, oh, no, I, uh, you were. Di- I don't yeah. Know. I wasn't like monitoring your brain waves at like close detail. Yeah. But in Pam's case. But for Pam. They were. So she floated. She watched the whole procedure and like zipped back into the bod. She, she heard. She didn't Hotel see Hotel California angels. went. Ugh. And then she zipped back in. Wow. Because they woke her up. They warmed her up. She rebooted. Yeah. It, I mean, it's interesting because it's so much more grounded than like what you were saying before, where you go into a tunnel. Yeah. And you see lights and. and images of your life she was like i'm just here in the room y'all yeah the only thing she gets are like out of body experience seeing what's happening yeah that's it and i think that's why we like the story yeah too because there are a lot of like you you could probably find someone in your life who has a like i saw the light story if you searched hard enough 
If you went on the forums. But Pam is like, science. <laughs> Pam's so- like, I am a singer-songwriter. Yes. And, and I saw the bone saw. So yeah, I mean, she she has died. Um, she died of heart failure. Not not the aneurysm. Aneurysm was taken care of. Um, but uh, I, I, I kind of want to read her book, but I feel like a lot of it is about Jesus. I mean, can you blame her for being into Jesus? No. Yeah. I can't. No. I can't. But and, yeah. And no one... Probably no one told her that dogs go straight to hell. Yeah, I know. And I think I think we need to start either. I think we need I need a firm decision from the Pope mm. about whether dogs go to hell or not. He makes the decisions. Yeah, he tells you. OK, so we yeah. need to write to him okay. and we need to get an answer because I'm um, that will determine whether I can be saved or not. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I think according to the random musings of the internet that i've caught only snippets of i think Mm -hmm. he's the cool pope who's like gays are fine i i can't i can't remember i think i've heard that too but if if i spider-man hung out with the pope recently what yeah tom holland spider-man oh like literally spider-man yeah what where he gave he gave the pope a spider-man mask what i don't know where i saw this instagram i feel like he made it up no it happened okay want to look it up what? No. Look it up. <laughs> okay. Listeners can do that. All right. Um, do you want to hear my yeah, piece? Yeah. Please tell me your near-death experience story. Yeah. Um, so I found a very cool story uh-huh. for the first time in spooky shit history. The first found- cool story? No. <laughs> the first time we have a first-hand account. Oh, that is very rare. It's not my mother, sister's brother on the wiki how are aliens forum. Mm -hmm. Primary source. Although, no. Hmm? One time we talked about reptilian aliens. Do you remember that? Oh, you saw one? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) I wish. Come find me. Yeah. Um, It was, uh, uh, there's been many forum posts but the one I remember is that someone went to a cave and saw a bunch of reptilians and like was on an ATV. Yeah, but like reptilians.blogspot.net yes. is not the Missouri Medicine Journal. Yes, that's very different. Correct. Yes, go this on. Is, this is an account <laughs> that was published. I mean, that's, yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Let me tell you about the experience of Tony Cesarea. All right. Um, this, yeah, it was actually an incredible source published in 2014. Mm-hmm. So, wow. That's yeah. recent. Recent. Yeah. Uh, though the event happened in 1994. So. That he, is a lot of time. He had some time. Okay. To, to write it down. It's still him, though. Okay. Uh, his brain, his time, his life, his his death, mm-hmm. nearly. Uh, let me take you to the beautiful August day in Sleepy Hollow Lake, Athens, New York. Oh, okay. 1994. I was born then. You were born then. I was born then. Oh, my God. It all comes together. Pam came and went a few years earlier, mm-hmm. uh, yes, and Tony's yes. here. He's a 42-year-old, very fit man. Oh. He's in well, good health. Sexy Tony. Tony's looking good. Okay. He's doing well. He's a orthopedic surgeon. Rich and sexy Tony. <laughs> a little bit rich, a little bit sexy. Oh, he's, a, he's, a, he's in medicine. He's a medicine. Ooh. Yeah. He's, so y- you get the idea that he hasn't, you know... Done many psychedelic drugs. I can't speak to him, but well, he's an orthopedic surgeon. He had to, you know, learn about like the brain very literally. Yeah, he had to read some bit. books. Yeah. Um. So he was going to his in-laws' annual group birthday celebration. Fun. At this like lakeside pavilion, mm-hmm. and uh, 
So all of his relatives were there and he was like preparing a barbecue outside. And before everything really started getting going, he was like, I should call my mom and like check up on her because she didn't get invited. We <gasps> we didn't invite her to the group birthday. Fuck Tony. So I'm going to I'm going to call her up. And so he goes to this nearby payphone that's, like, attached to the wall of this pavilion. Okay. And he uh, picks it up, like, dials it, and she didn't answer. So he's, like, going to hang it up. Mm -hmm. And he describes this moment. He says, with... Uh, my left hand, I pulled the phone hand piece away from my face to hang it up. When it was about a foot away from my face, I heard a deafening crack. I remember a flash of light coming out of the phone. It hit me in the face. Next thing I remember, I was flying backwards. <laughs> so what he didn't really notice while he was on the phone trying to call his mom is that a storm was coming in very quickly. Oh, no, Tony. And, uh, you know, it was drizzling a little bit. And then suddenly lightning struck the pavilion i mean the what are the chances what are the chances and it went through the pavilion went through the phone that was connected and because it was in his hand it was trying to hit the ground so it went through his hand like from the phone out of his foot actually it went through his face in out of his oh foot my god into the ground. yeah and so the force of the lightning like blew his body like completely backwards yeah um and he says, like, it was very strange, though he knew that his body, like, flew back. He felt like he was moving forwards. That's very weird. It's really weird. And he was like, I don't know what's going on. He was sort of like, you're in the headlights yeah. uh, in that moment. And he heard his mother-in-law scream from the top of the stairs, which <laughs> was in a very bad time for her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the image is awful. Really bad. And so yeah. she runs down the stairs and she runs past him. And he's like, what the hell? And he turns and he realized that she's running to his body that's lying on the ground, like 10 feet behind him. And he was like, oh, I'm not in there. I should be in there. Yeah, I should be in there. And I think that's interesting because of what you talked about. It's a lot of people floating out of the body. Yeah. He was like, his he was body was out. blasted out of him. Yeah. Well, that's a very violent, yeah. you know. Yeah. Heart attack, you're in one place. Right. <laughs> the lightning bolt, you're blasted all over the place. Right. You don't know what's going to happen. Goes right through your face. Yeah. And he uh, was, it was very lucky that the woman who was waiting for the phone behind him, uh, she knew CPR. So she was running over and she began CPR on him. Mm -hmm. um, the mom came uh, and he was, he tried to like talk to them and be like, yo, what's going on? And he realized they couldn't see him. They couldn't hear him. And he was like. Uh, he said his thought was, quote, holy shit, I'm dead. Yeah. 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 I would have a similar thought. Yeah. And he, he said he noted the fact that he was like, oh, weird. Like, I'm still thinking. I'm still reasoning. I'm still sounding like myself. And he thought it was very interesting that uh, even though he was outside of his body, he was still him. Like he had his... He had all his same thoughts and personality yeah. and history and everything. And, like, the way he thought and the way he processed stuff was all the same. And he was like, oh, I guess, like, th who I am is, like, separate from the thing on the ground. So he has that realization. Yeah. Well, well yeah, there. I guess he would. Yeah. And he was like, that's interesting. And so um, he, yeah, he had that very, like, at peace attitude that you mentioned. He was like, yeah. 
I guess I'm dead. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> like, not bothered. And so he was like, I've got no point being here. Maybe I'll go see where my family is up in the pavilion. So he starts to climb up the stairs and, like, leave his body behind. Oh, he has to he has to climb the stairs. He can't float. Yeah. Well, what happens was while he was climbing, he noticed his legs were dissolving. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Um, and he said by the time he reached the top, he had lost, like, all all his form and he was just a ball of thought that's fucked up yeah but he didn't think it was fucked up i mean he's fine he's just like i am but a ball of thought and so he was like well why am i climbing stairs and so he just floated in through the wall to see what was going on inside yeah yeah um and he saw like everybody in there and this is what comes in later because he could mark where everybody was and what they were doing and he saw his wife she was like painting the faces of some kids he like knew where everybody was standing he could like see where everybody was and he had this realization that like his family was going to be fine without him so he was like okay that's very peaceful yeah very peaceful thought yeah, like he visited his wife. He was like, "She's okay. I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna go." Um, yeah. So it, then, once he leaves the building, it gets a little bit more near deathy, and things get a little bit cray cray. Mm-hmm. He says he's like he was immersed in a bluish white light that was kind of shimmering like if you're in a really like crystal clear stream and you can see like the sun shining through it. Beautiful, beautiful. Wait, so he's not. He's not on this earth anymore. Yeah, he's out of here. Okay. He saw everything he needed to see, and then he, he, like, floated out of the pavilion and entered, like, an energy stream of light. Sure. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um, and he said that uh, all he could feel in this place was, like, this stream was just, like, absolute love and peace. He was like... Love that. This is a lovely stream. And he said he could, like, see the energy that made up the universe like strings it was strings yeah strings of positivity is what he was like this whole place is made out of it's made out of strings of positivity yeah pure positive energy flow he could like see the fabric of everything it's dope as hell Okay. Yeah, the the way that I try to think about that is like when I read about like drug experiences and stuff and they're like, I, I can see the vibes. I always try to think about it as like how birds can see magnetic fields. Oh, yeah. Because that's like the only thing. That's the only way I can understand it without being there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard to imagine. Yeah. Um. And so he was like, I'm flown in the stream. He got the life flash before his eyes, just pictures of the highs oh. and lows of his life. Um. And he was like, uh super excited about where he was going and he uh, yeah great. and he was like i'm super aware of everything i'm like time does not exist nothing exists i'm super stoked for what's gonna happen and he remembers thinking that this is the greatest thing that can happen to anybody wow well and well yeah he was in a certain place he, yeah this is in his a certain context specific experience specific experience I want to, like, put a pause on the story and reiterate that uh, death is not some magical, desirable state of being. You don't want that. You don't want that. It's not good. Uh, No. You're not. Yeah. There's nothing. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you are struggling with these sorts of feelings, suicide ideation, then Mm -hmm. we have a emergency hotline in our show notes. We sure do. And we do not condone Mm -hmm. any glorification or romanticization of death 
Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. This was one person's experience, and it is a really weird one. It's a real weird one. And very specific. Mm-hmm. So, And then slam, bang, just like that, he's in his body. Okay, so like the, he goes through his clip show of his life. Yeah, he's flowing in the stream great. of positivity. And then just is snapped back. Yeah, snapped back. Okay. And he was like, he knew instantly that he was back because his eyes weren't open because he felt pain. Yeah. And he was like, pain was not a thing where I was and it's a thing now. I can feel it where it hit my face. I can feel it where it came out of my foot. Yeah. I am certainly corporeal again. <laughs> and life is pain. Yeah. And <laughs> life is suffering. Um, and he he realized like where he was and he like took a few minutes and when he like tried to speak he tried to tell the woman who was giving him cpr that it's okay that uh like thank you for helping me i'm back now but what he managed to say was it's okay i'm a doctor (laughs) i mean that's very funny tony that's pretty funny and she uh who turned out to be an intensive care unit nurse oh shit thank god by the way yeah she saved his whole life yeah she said Uh, As a response to that, quote, a few minutes ago, you weren't. (laughs) So this is a funny lady. This is a fun nurse. This is a fun nurse who's probably dealt with this a lot. Yeah. And also, yeah. Good in a crisis. The amount of luck for this sort of thing to happen is insane. Yeah. So um, he was like good. They were like, should we call an ambulance? He was like, nah, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a doctor. When you're struck by lightning, you're either dead or you're alive. So I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, I think that's what he was saying, but I think you could also get burned really bad. Yeah, I'm like, maybe, I don't know, <laughs> did you hit your head on the floor? I don't you know, know why people were listening to him. That, well, okay. He was a 42-year-old white man. Sure. Everyone's like, oh, okay. And they're like, oh, okay, Tony, cool. Um, so he eventually saw his local cardiologist and neurologist, and they were like, you're really lucky to be alive, and also you're fine. There's like nothing. There's nothing going on. He went to work two weeks later the fuck yeah and then everything seemed back to normal except for one weird thing one really weird thing is that he suddenly had this really like deep desire to listen to piano music i mean that's nice yeah he was like i don't i never cared about classic music before i i don't own a piano i was forced to learn it as a kid like for a couple months and i gave up i hated it okay um and he was like, I need to listen to classical <laughs> piano music. Damn. Uh, he like, so we got all the records. Then he was like, I need to learn how to play the piano. Whoa. And so he like just uh, really jumped in teaching himself how to play the piano. He would like play it at 4 a.m. in the morning before he went to work at like 6 a.m. Okay. He is like a doctor, but but he was like teaching himself to play. And he was realizing that... Um, he had this this need and that music like original music was coming to him wow and uh he said like he first dreamed about it like himself like on stage like playing something oh my god and he was like i gotta write this down i don't know how to write music i need to play this i don't know how to play it so he like taught himself he learned how to write music yeah he was so obsessed with it that uh he now like writes full-on fucking sonatas and he still he performs them like that's all he cares about now. Wow! And it never left him. This like weird desire to play the piano just like stuck. Yeah, it's uh real weird. Um, that's really weird. Yeah. I can I can see how. I mean, it does seem kind of random, but I can see how like, you know, 
seeing your life's clip show, feeling ultimate peace and stuff can change how you are in the world. Yeah. And he says that, like, he feels like a completely different person. Yeah. So maybe, like, I don't know, someone in his life liked piano or something. And he's like, you know what? I guess I'll get into it. I don't know. It became important to him to know know that sort of art, that sort of beauty. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, like it was always there and it like came out yeah that's weird because you think like what what the fuck are we predisposed to that we don't even know about yeah it's really weird because it wasn't like some gradual like what if i got into this it was literally like two days later i need to listen to piano music i mean it's really weird it's real weird yeah it's like a screw came loose in his brain yeah i mean was blocking the piano (laughs) maybe you come back and you can control electromagnetic fields or maybe you really like piano music now i don't know one or the other one or the other no one can say which one is better (laughs) (laughs) no one can say that no one can say that whoa that's tony's story tony is out of control is tony still uh jiving is he still walking around he's still making music going to conferences i looked him up on youtube he has something called the lightning sonata so he's capitalizing. Oh, shit. I would too, Tony. Yeah. I would too. You know what I listened? It's pretty nice. Oh, my God, Tony. It's pretty nice. I mean, I like that. I think it's very cool that he didn't just wake up with this ability, like, unlocked. Yeah, he, he woke up with the, de- the desire to do it. Yeah. Super weird, but you, I'm sure, yeah, it's a completely <laughs> different person. Yeah, real weird. Um, So, do you believe? Oh, <laughs> It's hard not to, yeah. Um, just because, like, we can't we can't know this. Mm-hmm. We can't know this at all. Yeah, I I can't know this. You can't know this. No one knows this. I mean, like, maybe this is some sort of like relay your brain does every time you die. And yeah. These people just didn't die. They didn't die all the way. Yeah. It could also be, you know, like all of that, because it it makes me think of like. What, what I really enjoy doing in my spare time mm. is listening to people who take DMT or ayahuasca and then they see God and stuff. Yeah. Um, they shit their pants. They shit, th- they shit their pants and they throw up a lot. I'm never going to do it. No, no, they, no, no. They see God. Yeah. And they talk about their experiences and they come out and they're like, you know what? I've learned this thing. Like, you learn something. Yeah. And you see a lot of, um, you, you can, some people see their family members. When they're on, they, they, they see mm. their sister talks to them or something. Yeah. Or they see the house that they grew up in or something so like, like that. So like, it's something the brain can do for you, like can project yes. this thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, but you can't measure, you can't measure. I mean, you can right. measure like brainwaves, but you can't measure like what, you know, hallucinations people are seeing. Right. Um, it's impossible. And I could see this like being what your your brain does after you die just sends you all these chemicals yeah to, so you're not in pain yeah you know though the weird thing is that if you're pam the brain was doing nothing well she wasn't in pain no but the brain wasn't doing anything i know so like if if there was like some you know flickers of brain activity and then it's gone i would be like okay the flickers are the vision <sighs> that's the thing but pam had nothing and so you know maybe it is outside the brain can it be outside the brain which is like we can't we have no 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 idea idea. that's like super and i'm asking you to have an idea decide (laughs) decide Uh, hope i will decide that i i believe it all right because um yeah Mm -hmm. i believe it yeah why not why not yeah i will also decide to believe the people yeah. And the experiences they had. And yeah. and 
Yeah, I, you know what? I believe in Pam. I believe in Pam, too. I should probably listen to her music or read her book. I just think it's a lot about Jesus. No, I don't want to read that. Yeah. But, you know, she saw something. I don't know why you would make that up. That's what that's what we always come to at the end of Spooky mm. Shit. It's like, why would you make that up? It's weird. And why? Yeah. No, no one's on this forum, you know? Yeah. And I don't know. Um... Why would Tony make up such an elaborate lie? You know, why? I mean, he didn't quit his job or anything. He still is a doctor and a musician. It wasn't to spur on his music career. Yeah, it seems like it just did. It, it was kind of good for him. Just like, yeah, okay, cool. I mean, awful because there was a lightning bolt through his whole body. Yeah, he did die for a bit there. Yeah, and he wouldn't have lived if that nurse hadn't popped up. Yeah, so... and a lot of people die a little bit and come back and they don't see anything. They don't remember anything. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> but um, my 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 bad advice would be to, um, I don't know. I I guess it's like stop paying attention to the weather outside and mm. just kind of like let whatever happen. So you might get hit by a lightning bolt. Interesting. So your body might dissolve. I think mm-hmm. that would be fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like always be available to that yeah always be open and welcoming like if you see lightning chase it oh yeah really bad advice it's really bad advice um my bad advice would be to take various strange items weird things shoes dolls um birdhouses yeah and and place them in strategic positions outside of windows and doors in places but you couldn't see it from the inside Mm -hmm. and just like see who reports on it yeah, see what see what happens. See if it can it can serve as some integral evidence in a uh, important study. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Um, you know, I was reading about studies where they did they did like do that in trauma wards, like where they put up like certain pictures and ask people to, but but it's near about death experiences are really rare. So that's why I'm saying you put them everywhere. You put them everywhere. At all you bring times. a weird shoe with you everywhere you go and just like a stash very it. specific shoe. A specific shoe. Yeah. 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 Wow. Okay. We did well, it. We um, did it. So at Spooky Shit on Instagram. Yep. Our theme is by Kieran Amadeus. Thank you. Um, yeah. And we'd also like to thank Listening Lydia, all one word, on Fiverr uh, for our uh, trigger warning up top. Thank you. It was very important. Really appreciate it. And uh, I'd like to thank you, Brandy. Oh, my God. For really? being my co-host. Wow. For being in my hot, sweaty room right now. Love that. And just, just recording. It's nice. Yeah. And thanks to you, anybody who stuck around for the last three months being like, what the hell? Why is there? Why? Where is the pod? At this point, you should stop expecting any consistency. The, the shit, I think Brandy brought up a really good point, and we'll let you go soon. But, um... The the shit and spooky shit isn't mm-hmm. because we're talking about spooky shit, although we are. Yeah. No. I guess the other meaning then is that it's it's a shitty podcast. It's shit. Because it's not regular and it's only when we want to do it, which is pretty shitty for like content creation on the internet. Yeah, but like, thank you, the shitters. Yeah, we love you. For being down for the shit. Um, that's the, that's the whole episode. That's, we, how do you, I forgot how to end these. Um, boo. Boo, 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 boo,